This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Mix. You've waited patiently all day. All week. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. The Dow Chargers go back to back. To college. Connor Stallions. Like, bro, get a life. To the pros. I think the one seed is still very much in play, but now we think it's needed. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. Ladies and gentlemen, it's game day. Pistons taking on OKC. Red Wings in New York taking on the Islanders. And of course, the Lions. Prime time. ESPN Monday Night Football taking on the Raiders. We welcome you into the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. And that's exactly where we will start today's show. Here's the thing, guys. I was alarmingly shocked you know, prepping for the show as to how bad the Raiders really are. There's simply no reason the Lions shouldn't blow this team out if all teams, if both teams were fully healthy. I mean, you can go through the stats. 16 points per game, 30th in the league. Worst turnover differential in the league. Their touchdown success rate in the red zone, 25th, only 41%. Their opponent's touchdown success rate in the red zone, 73%, 29th in the league. This team is bad. They're so, so bad. Even look at their wins this year. They're three and four with a chance to be four and four on the season. But half these wins are fake. They beat Green Bay, but Jordan Love literally spoon fed them a game winning interception. Game on the line. He just throws it right to the other team. He threw three interceptions in that game. Next week versus New England, they pick up another four point win. New England has a chance to win the game, but a delay a game call and a holding call backs New England up against their own goal line and Mac Jones sucks at football, so safety. Raiders get the ball back, kneel it out. Their only real win is week one at Denver. And if you want to be impressed by that, by all means, go ahead, but I'm certainly not. They've gotten smoked by Buffalo. They lost to Pittsburgh at home. Chicago just smacked them upside the head and they didn't have an answer for it with Tyson Bajan as their quarterback. And we all saw yesterday, he's not actually that good at football, yet he looked real good against this Raiders team. Guys, on paper, this is not a close matchup. I told you all last week, take the Lions spread. But then this article comes out on prideofdetroit.com. By the way, those guys do a great job there. But apparently this week, the Raiders had not necessarily a players-only meeting, but a vent session. Closed door, no media. Anyone is allowed to say anything to get off your chest. That right there is a cry for, we're in a fork in the road, and we are either going to turn our season around this week, or we are going to be sellers at the deadline, which is Tuesday. It's safe to say after a meeting like that, after some of these comments Devontae Adams has made about how he's not here to have fun, he's not here to hang out, he's here to win. After a meeting like that, and you lose a Monday night game on national television, especially if it's a blowout, you become sellers within the next 24 hours. 
Your back's against the wall. When do teams play their best football in, the, in this league? When you're desperate for a win. And that's exactly what the Raiders are right now. They are desperate to pick up a win on Monday Night Football. More so than the Lions, I'll tell you that. I told you last week I was a little worried about the Vikings lurking in the back. That's no longer a problem. Sad that Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles, but let's just face it. Unless the Vikings miraculously trade for a quarterback, they're just not winning enough games to keep up with the Lions in the NFC North. Jordan Love is awful. And Justin Fields still isn't starting for the Bears next week. The Lions have this division essentially wrapped up. They can lose this game and their season's still going to be fine. Whereas the Raiders, they lose. <sighs> Coach is already, already on the hot seat. There's already a ton of rumors around your stars wanting a trade. You already have one wide receiver who's demanding one. Hunter Renfro, not Devontae Adams. But this has become a must win for the Raiders. Where it's not for the Lions. Plus, haven't even mentioned the injury report yet. That's also looking a little bit alarming. And they've done it in the past. They did it against Carolina. Noah Monra, a couple guys on the offense and defense, both out that game. But I think the Raiders are slightly better than the Panthers. Not that much so. But, but regardless, things are stacking up. This is a must-win for the Raiders. There's injuries on both sides of the ball for the Lions. So I ask you, are we overconfident in the Lions to win this game? Because we all saw it last week. Everybody was drunk off the Kool-Aid. Everybody picked the Lions. I didn't know one soul that thought the Ravens were going to win that game. And the Lions got embarrassed. Now, I'm not saying I think the Lions are going to lose today by any stretch of the imagination. Because like I said, this Raiders team is so much worse than their record actually indicates. I know they've got Devontae Adams. I know they've got Jacoby Myers. I know they've got Max Crosby. They've got some good players. But their actual team is garbage. And we've seen that week in and week out. Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the worst quarterbacks in this league. And that is saying something because it seems like every week I watch more and more bad quarterbacks play football. There's no reason the Lions shouldn't kick butt tonight. However, teams play their best football when they are desperate. And the Raiders are certainly more desperate than the Lions to win this game. So, John, I want to ask you, I want to ask the people to text in using the Frick Sports Bar text line, 989-837-6125. Or if you want to use our Facebook, which I'm sure we posted the question there. Are we overconfident that we think this Lions team is going to blow the Raiders out of the water? I'll tell you where the urgency, at least for me, comes from. Because you're talking about, well, the Raiders are playing for their season, which, in effect, they are, right? Three and four, you get a win, you're four and four, and you keep yourself at least in the mix in the AFC wild card, even though, you know, their division pretty much from day one was determined by the Chiefs. But for me, the urgency doesn't come from, oh, uh, for the Lions, oh, it's a must-win game, because it's not, to your point. It's not a must-win game. You could think about the buy, and we've talked about in the last couple of weeks the importance of securing that buy, and that would be really nice. And it should be the goal for this team. But where the urgency for tonight's game comes from is what happened last week. Mm-hmm. You got, got humiliated. And it was, okay, tonight's national TV. Last week, it was America's Game of the Week. There was a lot of talk. I'm not saying it's in Detroit. Maybe some people feel this way. 
But there was a lot of talk from people who watched that game and in other markets everywhere else that the Lions are frauds. Okay, hold on. Hold Simply pause, pause, put, pause, I'm not pause, pause. saying that they are, but that narrative is out there. So much so that local media asked certain members of the Lions and they knew, yeah, no, we're going to prove to people that that's not right, that it was just a misstep last week. I, w- I want but you to put a pin in your thought right now because mm-hmm. yes, last week was a reality check. They are certainly yes. not frauds, but it was a reality check that they are, I, I was going to say, on a different level than San Francisco then and Philly, but San Francisco's also just lost three, to, three games in a row. It was a reality check that they're not the best team in the NFL like some people were suggesting they were, but it certainly did not indicate they were frauds. It was one week in the NFL. Continue. And that's fine. And I'm in lockstep with you. I'm just saying that's where that fire comes from. And not that this was a team that was lacking fire in their belly or lacking that motivational tool, because believe me, I'm sure they get a lot of that from their head coach. But last week, to use your words, it was a reality check. You got to respond after that. Mm-hmm. And teams usually do, which is a good a, a good thing for Lions fans. When, you're, when your team, whether it's a home game, a road game, whatever the situation, but when you are a really good team, came into last week at 5-1, and one, and you get just absolutely decimated, you want to respond that next week, and you feel like you have a lackluster opponent you could do that in front of. You're going to have a great atmosphere and environment tonight in Detroit, a Monday night football game, a Halloween Eve. The atmosphere is going to be there, so that's why I'm probably more confident. I wouldn't say more confident than you, but I feel the level of confidence still should be high, even with the injury elements and the fact that, okay, yeah, it's a Raiders team that – isn't that great that has a couple skill players but really don't have chemistry and and a, and a good defensive line unit. They have a good player in Crosby. They have a good receiver or a great receiver in uh, Adams, a great pass rusher in Crosby, but really are top heavy. But the Raiders are playing for something. So it's something to keep in the back of the mind. But I think just based on what happened last week in Baltimore, that this Lions team is sort of playing with the same urgency the Raiders are. And I'm not saying it's must win, but... That's, I think, the feeling right now for the Lions. I mean, honestly, the Raiders being in must-win mode almost outweighs the injuries that the Lions are dealing with right now, specifically up front on the offensive line. It doesn't look like Frank Ragnow is going to play today. He's doubtful. Mm. No one has played uh, with the doubtful status this entire season. The must-win for the Raiders, that's what concerns me. You saw the Panthers. They had a must-win game this week, and guess what? They won. You see it time and time and time again. And I guess what's making me feel a little bit more comfortable is the fact that this is at home. Mm-hmm. I think people are going to be ready to go. Primetime, national television. Um, really hungry to see more good football because we were not delivered on that last week. However, I will say in the last last two Monday night games, they have not won. So we'll see. Or last three Monday night games, actually. It's been, it's been years since they've won a Monday night game. But they have played well on national television this year. I think they... We, we, they've shown enough to, you shouldn't be afraid when the lights are on. But like you said, they have to respond from last week. So again, I throw out the question, how confident are you that you think the Lions can get it done against the Raiders tonight? I think the spread's down to seven. Last week when we did the picks, it was eight and a half, I believe. We have it, where, how we're picking, and we'll get to those picks and reiterate those picks later on. But we had it at seven and a half last Thursday when we picked it. The active line right now is seven. I'd prefer not to talk about last week's picks. Oh, but we have to. <laughs> Well, no, well, well, just reiterate what our picks are going into tonight. Yeah, let's let's not talk about the uh, the ones the, other games. the ones oh, from okay, earlier okay. this this week. I don't <laughs> want to touch on those. Uh, oh, Frick sure. Sports Bar text line 989-837-6125. Are we overconfident? We were overconfident last week. Let's just admit it. Look ourselves in the mirror 
and say, we were a little bit too confident heading to Baltimore. Are we a little bit too confident tonight that this is going to be a blowout? Again, 989-837-6125. I want to hear from you. Or am I just talking myself into a problem that doesn't exist? Because like I said, on paper, as I'm studying up for this game, I I really legitimately cannot find a reason the Lions shouldn't win outside of the fact that the Raiders are desperate. But then again, crazy things happen in this league. 989-837-6125. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Win, loss, tie, don't care. I'm excited for, well, that's not true. I very much care. Uh, I'm excited for Buck and Aikman tonight. I'm excited to see how Troy Aikman can possibly prop up Jimmy Garoppolo. Because you know wow. he's going you know to do it with Goff. He's going to give Goff his flowers. He likes to do it with these quarterbacks that, you know, like aren't necessarily viewed as the best in the league, but the guys right behind them, like the Jared Goffs, I had him 10 on my power rankings. He's going to prop those guys up. He did it. He called Kirk Cousins a top 10 guy last week. I'm sure he'll, he'll have some nice things to say about Goff. How he comes up with something is nice to say about Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what I'm excited to find out. Cause he's going to, he's going to figure out a way to do it. Very good looking dude. You know, <laughs> that's exactly what it'll be. <laughs> it's Prince Eric. He's a good looking dude. Aikman respects it. You know, handsome recognizes handsome. You know, that's the dynamic between you and me too, Ben, you know, come on. You got to give yourself a little bit more credit there. No, that's what I'm saying. Handsome recognizes handsome. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. All right. Frick sports bar text line, nine, eight, nine, eight, three, seven, Six one two five. I'm asking you: Are we a little bit too overconfident in the Detroit Lions winning this game? Because everyone I'm talking to, oh Lions, they're going to cover. We said it all last week, and like I said, on paper, there's simply no reason this team shouldn't get the job done. They're better in every facet. The Raiders have been horrible all season long, but it's a must-win game for the Raiders. There's not a lot of pressure on this Lions team. If you're not thinking about last week, but apparently you guys kind of agree with me, which is a little bit surprising. Brad Martin on the Facebook page. I have a bad feeling about this game. Vegas 26, 24. Hmm. Matt Pretzer. Wish we would have traded for the local kid, Max Crosby. It's easy. To, it's so easy to say all this stuff, but your, what your guy uh, Leonard Williams go for today to Seattle, who again got better? A second and a fifth? Yep, 2024 second rounder, 2025 fifth rounder. So Max Crosby's at least, at least two firsts. So it's easy to say, ah, yeah, I wish we traded for Max Crosby, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he's even on the trade block. Like, do you? What, think he's worth two first-rounders or think he's on the block? I think he's on the block. I, I, I think haven't seen Regardless any of if they that. get blown out today, he's like one guy I would 100% not trade if I was the Raiders. But where are they going? That's the question. Well, hopefully Great, you keep nowhere. Adams. Great, you keep, you know, Renfro or whatever. Where are you going? One more. Uh, 100.9%. You see what I did there. <laughs> this is from John Fitzsimmons. Uh, but in all honesty, I think 60, wow, this is specific. I'm thinking 68.75% injuries and a not 100% Amonra St. Brown makes me feel questionable about tonight's Lions game. Uh, Amonra St. Brown popped up on the injury report yesterday with illness. Usually I just like kind of overlook that. I'm like, whatever. Mm. Mahomes wasn't really great yesterday and he had a quote unquote illness. But then again, like he, 
he was still good. His wide receivers were just awful. Yeah. And, I mean, St. Brown is confirmed he will play, at least by the reporters. I don't know if the team has come out and said that, but NFL beat reporters. Tom Pelissero had it first with the network. Yeah, he's playing. Daddy's playing. I don't. I think the official report will come out here in the next few minutes. But, yep. yeah, he, he's going to play. Um, John, do you uh, you picked the Lions last week to cover. Mm-hmm. this? We had it at eight and a half? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Do you still think they're going to cover? Because I'm at the point where I think they're going to win, but I don't know. I think all these primetime games end up being so much closer than, I mean, last night's Sunday night game wasn't. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. For some reason, I just feel like this is going to be a win that's won a game one in the fourth quarter. Listen, there's nerves coming in. I think think last week scared a lot of people. I think last week, just based on how it played out and based on how the offense looked and the lack of adjustments defensively, that – yeah, you come in not as confident as you probably would be if they even competed with Baltimore. Not even a win, even if they, I think, competed with Baltimore and they were on the same uh, level. But it's at home. It's in Detroit. Once this offense gets, you know, a first drive, moves it down the field, it's a return to form for them. And I don't think the Raiders, because the one thing you would look at, right, Goff is coming off and this Detroit Lions team is coming off a game where they've allowed what was a season high in sacks, right? Goff got sacked five times last week. Right. But the Raiders, besides Crosby, don't really present too big of a pass rush. They can't defend the run. So, okay, there's no Montgomery, but Gibbs should be able to establish the run, and the Lions should be able to establish the run consistently, something they struggled with in the first half of last week's game. So, really, where is that resistance coming from? And even if the Lions' defense, which I think is the stronger of the two units, obviously, but even if the Raiders you know, do have a couple of big plays and Devontae Adams maybe uh, exposes some holes in the secondary – I don't think the Raiders have the type of offense to keep up with Detroit. So, I, listen, the line is at 7 for a reason, too. They think this is going to be possibly a two-possession game, and I'm confident at home when this team, and we talked about it in the first segment, is coming off getting embarrassed. They're coming off getting humiliated. This is when, with all the pretty much uh, outside factors playing to your advantage, the factors of being it's a home game, it's a Monday night game. It's a Halloween Eve, so it's going to be an electric atmosphere. It's pretty much the perfect recovery for you. You come off a really tough road environment and a blowout. Where do you want to return to? Your safe haven of a home crowd and an electric environment. And that's what they're going to have tonight. And it really just comes down to two things. Uh, on defense, can you stop Devontae Adams, who we mm-hmm. all know has had some pretty successful games against Detroit in his career? Great uh, player. Great player. And can you stop Max Crosby, who you mentioned is kind of their only guy on defense? Uh, That might even be an understatement. He accounts for 40% of their team pressures. He leads the league in pressures. The only guy with more pressures than Aiden Hutchinson. To put that into context, we think Aiden Hutchinson's the only guy that can get after the pass rusher on Detroit, and he only takes into account 26% of the team's pressure. So he is quite literally the only guy on this defense that the Raiders have. Other than that, it's a bunch of late-round picks who have certainly not panned out. Uh, yeah, there's not a ton of great things to say about this Raiders team. That's the thing. So, well, got to give flowers to your boy, Marcus Peters, who you wanted in town last week. I, I still do want him in town. So he's, he's, he'll be in this defensive backfield tonight for Las Vegas. But you mentioned Gibbs. You think he's going to be able to have a good game and establish the run, but I don't know. No Jonah Jackson. You're already out a guard. This, uh, you want no, me to make a statement tonight? This is the Gibbs game. Without uh, this is the Gibbs without game. Frank Rag yeah. now. And this is the game where he makes his national presence. Wow. Yeah, I, he was he was really good last week. I I just I just him getting the bulk of the carries tonight. No Montgomery. 
This is the Gibbs game. So it has you're, to you're be basically saying uh, this defensive line is so garbage that the Lions backups can dominate them. Well, it's not backups, you know, no, it is all five. Well, it's, it's two spots. Okay, so Frank Ragnow, one of the best centers in the league, multiple all-pro appearances. I get that. Doubtful. With a calf injury, he's also listed as a toe injury, but that's just a lingering thing that's yeah. been a thing all season. He mm-hmm. hasn't practiced all week. Vitae, that means he's going to have to be inserted back into the starting lineup after dealing with a back injury all week. Mm-hmm. He didn't play last season because he had surgery on his back. And I'm not going to bore you with all the offensive line talk here, but you have th- two guys out, um, which means Graham Glasgow's jumping in as your starting center. Vitae is going to take up one of the guard spots. And then you have Kyoto Ashita Ashika from Buffalo, who is an undrafted guard playing your other guard spot. It's nice that Panay Sewell's there who has allowed three pressures all season. So that Panay versus Hutchinson or that Panay versus Crosby matchup is going to be one that I'm watching all night long. But the rest of this offensive line is really not all that. They're nice backups. With Decker, who's coming to the left side? I'm not saying Decker's a bum by any means, but it's a very good in, player. Who's inter- coming to that interior? Left side. It's a little scary, but I guess if if you think Gibbs is going to have a good day, that's probably coming from more stuff on the outside anyway, right? That would be my. I mean, you're not going to run him the same way you run Montgomery. You're going to put him behind uh, Sewell. You're going to put him behind Decker. That's what you're going to do. Nine eight nine. And this is a game too. Sorry, you'll read the number uh, clearly without my interruption right now. But we'll see. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, this is a night too. I want to see some jet sweeps, man. I want, I want to see Jamison Williams get a jet sweep. Like let's let, let's be a little creative on the on the I outside. I thought you hate Jamison Williams. Oh, well, let's get it going. I mean, you were if you're ready gonna to run drive him, him to week, the airport. If you're gonna run screens last week with you know who you ran him with, like let's let, let's let's give Jamo a jet sweep tonight. You and Brad for two weeks straight <laughs> were like getting ready well, this, to this, show me him to here. the Detroit you, airport. Who won Seattle's game yesterday? Did you see who won that game for them? The last touchdown. Who? For for Seattle. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Score the game winning touchdown. That's great. Like, what does that have to do with Jamison Williams? He's first round pick. Let's get him going tonight. As much as I would love to get him going tonight. On the uh, outside. Just seems just seems unlikely. Unless it's a deep shot. They 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 are in no rush to get this guy involved in any way, shape, or form. Ben Johnson admitted that earlier this week. He said that the chemistry is just not there right now. The connection's just right, not right, not there. And it's so weird because that's not how they talk about anyone else on this team. Usually it's, oh, well, just wait. We have a ton of confidence in him. That's what they said about Gibbs. That's what they said about all their other rookies that struggled early. They, they just aren't willing to give Jamison Williams the benefit of the doubt, them being the coaching staff. It's unfortunate. Well, he's got to prove it. Well, He's got to make them yeah. give him the benefit of the doubt. I hope he does. I hope he does. Uh, maybe today's the day. 989-837-6125. Are you confident the Lions are going to get it done tonight? Are you a little bit worried? Is this Halloween thing, you know, is there something scary looming? Plus, we're going to talk about Jim Harbaugh, this contract extension next. So if you want to chime in on that, feel free. Should Michigan give this guy a contract extension in the midst of this entire allegation scheme? I'll let you know. On the payoff, fueled by Forward Energy next. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff. Yeah, Jim, you said that you, you do think the team maybe has, or the program has maybe a bit of a target on its back. Can you? I think you said it? that and I agreed to it. Go ahead and book it with this Michigan branded Amex card with my legal birth name on it. Don't forget to go through the team's official ticketing website. Make sure that receipt goes to video espionage department at umich.edu. 
You love that way too much over there, John. <laughs> it's the most devious thing you've ever made. But we bring it up because, you know, in the midst of all this allegations, two separate ones, we're finding out more and more information as we speak. Now it seems like Ryan Day's brother is somehow involved in that. But more on that for a different day. Right now, I want to know, do you even think Jim Harbaugh should be getting a contract extension in the midst of all this? Because reports come out earlier today that Michigan has yanked that contract extension offer off the table from Jim Harbaugh. Yet Jim Harbaugh claims that might not be entirely true. I'm not going to get it. I got a one-track mind. I'm not going to be speculating um, and let others... Others, others speculate that on the various speculation that's out there. It would be unfair to the team to uh, not just be coaching the team. A whole lot of nothing in that, but... Uh, yeah, her, her different, you know, because that was the second attempt at asking him. The first one was, uh, you know, no, yeah, that's uh, not, not true, no. Right. Uh, speculation, no. The the school has a policy that they're, they don't talk about contract negotiations whatsoever, and that's that's a school-wide policy. Um, especially when there's all these allegations going on. But to me, that tells Michigan fans uh, that Jim Harbaugh was even open to saying, I don't think those contract discussions are necessarily true. All the beat reporters are saying, yeah, that's just a completely false report. It tells me that Michigan wants to bring him back. They just can't do it right now because of what's going on, John. Yeah, I mean, why? Listen, you, you keep talking about it too. This doesn't end it with doesn't. Jim Harbaugh keeping his job. Well, I mean, I've hinted at that last it, week. It, but it, he either leaves to the NFL or Michigan as option. a program has to save face and oust him. I, it's, 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 I mean, well, is it, well, doesn't that mean he's going to the evidence, NFL regardless? Yeah, pretty much. Like, do you, well, you the, do not see a different him. world where, yeah, and then there's this other report that the NFL is like, like they have in years past, will carry over the suspension, like just because there's no rule for that. But they'll just take whatever the NCAA does and is like, yeah, if he suspended eight weeks in college football, you can't be the head coach for any team for the first eight weeks of this season. That's like, yeah, they, what is that rule? They did that with Jim Trestle back in the day at Ohio State. The difference between Harbaugh and Trestle, and this is no knock at Trestle, but you know, Harbaugh has won at the NFL level too. Right. And he's been there before. Yeah. It's, it's completely different. Um, but and I say it's no knock on trust. It is a knock on trust. It seems like it. <laughs> uh, but to me, I, I know I said all last week, there's just no way he's not in the NFL if the NCAA suspends him, but I don't know. Some of these Reddit deep dives and random thing. Is there a world where Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, nothing really happens to them? Like, cause all these reports of all these different things, it's so hard to believe what's real and what's not real right now. Because for every article that I'm like, oh, that's sinking Michigan ship. There's no way they're bouncing back from this. This proves I'm guilty. I read another one where it's like, who is who the hell is reporting on this? And who are these quote-unquote sources? Like Michigan's water boys or, or ball boys holding up the football if it's a pass and putting it by their waist if it's a run. Like, I don't, and be where you I least don't really believe that they're bringing in their ball boys for this. They're not at practice or anything. They'd be stupid to let minimum wage kids be in on this investigation because knowing they, they go tell their friends, they don't work for the program or anything. Those are just 
I, I facilities could, kids. I could say it's equally dumb to pay a guy $55,000 to head up this <laughs> this uh, whole thing, right? When you pay him a little more? Since yeah, he's, since mean, he's violating NCAA rule? Well, I mean, he is the reason know. this team has won back-to-back program, uh, back-to-back Big Ten championships. I, I'd right? give him at least six figures. Well, okay. Six-figure stallions is what they'd call. <laughs> Just play this, play along with me for a second, though, John. Okay. If they go on to win a Big Ten championship this year mm-hmm. and a national championship this year, because by all accounts, this allegations, all these allegations, which haven't even turned into allegations yet. It's just an investigation. Michigan hasn't been informed of what they're being accused of yet, even though we all know. If they can't get to this fast enough, and Jim Harbaugh wins a national championship, and the NCAA doesn't come up with enough clear evidence to give Harbaugh a long-term suspension, you still think there's just zero worlds where Jim Harbaugh's not coaching Michigan next year. You don't think it's like, uh, like you think it's 0% happening that he's around Ann Arbor next year. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it, it, all this stuff that's been reported has to be 0% positive, which honestly, I mean, just looking at what's come out, whether you want to throw certain aspects of the story, because there is going to be the cheeseburger element to this. And maybe it's the ball boy uh, situation in the report from sports illustrated, but for all this to come out 0% true, I think is a reach, definitely a stretch. Not 0% true, but not enough to like, there's no concrete evidence and facts that they can point to and say, you did this, this is what we're suspending you for long-term. Because what if they don't find any, I, I know it doesn't matter if Jim Harbaugh knows what's happening beneath him or not, but if they find no connections to Jim Harbaugh with this, what can they, like, what's the most realistic punishment he can get? I don't, I don't know because the NCAA is so inconsistent with handing out these punishments and we don't really know what they have found yet. And every day that goes by where there's not a new article or report that comes out that they found additional information, every report of silence tells me they don't exactly know what they're going to accuse him yet, accuse him of yet, or Michigan's program because they haven't sent Michigan the accusation yet. And until they do... They didn't do anything wrong yet, according to the NCAA. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then once it eventually goes through its whole rigmarole, it will. That will be the case. And I know that sounds like I'm guaranteeing it, but it's just based on, you know, what's been reported in the pile of evidence, it's just going to be very hard. I guess there is always that possibility, but it's going to be, at least for me, I consider it to be a very slim possibility that Harbaugh gets out of this squeaky clean. Okay, so or even clean enough where he doesn't get some punishment. Okay, so then say this. If he gets suspended, tries to go to the NFL, and the NFL continues to do their, hey, you that can't would be coach. Funny. Well, then don't wouldn't you think he's just coming back to Michigan and maybe if he wins a national championship or another Big Ten championship, you're probably making this guy one of the highest paid coaches in all of college football, right? Three straight Big Ten titles, three straight college football appearances. Right now, he's sitting at 12th, making $8.25 million a year. James Franklin makes more than that. Ryan Day makes more than that. You'd have to think he jumps both of those guys, which would put him one of the four highest-paid coaches in college football. If, if there's no NFL job waiting for him, which maybe, maybe that's the reason he doesn't go to the NFL. Maybe he wants to, but there's just nothing waiting for him. Then he's getting a massive extension, right? If, uh, How can he if not? Michigan wants to continue with him and he wants to deal with, you know, all the uh, NCAA coming down on him, because uh, listen, obviously, based on what has come out, 
Um, and again, not 100% allegations or whatever, but Harbaugh is looking for every chance to stay successful. And the college game, you hear this from a lot of college coaches too, it's it's not just the X's and O's. It's the recruiting. It's the managing a larger a larger staff. It's managing, you know, kids, basically. Guys for, uh, fresh out of high school. It is a whole different beast, a whole different animal. And when he feels that there's an entity against him, I just don't see the lack of, um, you know, him wanting to stay. And I think it's just because he keeps winning. It's just because the NFL. I I mean, and I'm not saying he wants the NFL more than Michigan, but if you win a title, you go out, you want to go out in a blaze of glory and you want to go out on top. And he has the opportunity to do that this year. And then all the other stuff that happens and down the road, he doesn't have to really worry about. And that's why, you know, we brought up this conversation earlier, how it's going to be, uh, you know, you want punishment if it comes out to be true. Ideally, if you're the NCAA, you want to actually make the punishment to the person that had the infractions. Because if Harbaugh leaves and, oh, they suspend recruits and they give a bowl violation and vacate wins, it doesn't really affect Harbaugh at all if he's the Chicago Bears head coach next year. Or, or Michigan football hands, or the University of Michigan hands him a 10-year, $100 million contract, (laughs) and then he's like, yeah, I'll just stay in Michigan and be the king of the world here. For the next decade. I, I wouldn't give 10 years to a ticking time bomb there, man. It's just that. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm Mr. I thought he was going to the NFL, but if the NFL is willing to say, you know what? No, we're not going to let you be a head coach here. There's just kind of a mutual agreement, agreement amongst 32 teams that you're not going to get a coaching job fresh out of a NCAA suspension. Then he's not going to coach college football and he has no choice, but to sign a massive contract with the Michigan Wolverines. And like I said, if he wins three straight Big Ten championships, you betcha Michigan's coughing up the money to pay him. Good luck with that. That's what I would say. Good. What do you mean good luck? <laughs> all, all they've done the last three years win Big Ten championships. So do we even need luck? No, we just need sign stealing. Exactly. That's all it takes. You just need a well-executed plan by my boy Stallions. Uh, let's ask the people. 989-837-612. I can't believe you turned again on this, man. Five. You were writing him to the NFL last week. Well, that was before you're, you're I ready. knew that the NFL was going to boycott Well, they, they, they haven't said that. There's, that's a possibility, like it's always been. Well, I wasn't he aware also, of the possibility he, until he the report came out he this also weekend, doesn't have the, John. Sorry, he also doesn't have the bad blood in the NFL like, uh, you know, he does in the college ranks. Are we sure? Another thing to consider, too, and I want to play this audio clip, like, eventually the alumni and the boosters are going to have something to say about this. And the only thing that saves Harbaugh is winning, of course. And it, at, at any of these entities, you could say that. If you continue to win, it really doesn't matter. But this was what he responded to when he was asked that uh, by a reporter who said that, you know, his friends who are alumni, they think that Michigan is, you know, that this is embarrassing to the program. This, again, that's, I mean, that's, that's speculation. Um, I would say everybody's entitled to their opinion. You know great, what that sounds great. like to me? That sounds like a man who <laughs> knows deep down in his heart, this program did nothing wrong. Yeah, okay. Ryan Day's brother is out to get him, and eventually it'll unfold. Uh, that's basically what it said at the press conference. I'm not saying this is all true, or, mm-hmm. or nor is Aaron's this what I think. To their own opinion. Nor is this what I think, but the way he's coming off is, yeah, you know what? We might have done this, but you guys aren't going to be able to find anything. You guys aren't going to be able to actually bust us. 
That's because he's just basically saying, let's let's let this unfold. And he's not really allowed to speak on the topic anyway because of NCAA rules. But he he almost seems like he's there in the NCAA. Come come try to get me. We've seen him do that for years. And this feels no different. And you're, and back, if they you're back somehow, on the Jimbo train, man. If they somehow, some way <laughs> get out of this without a suspension, that would be the heist of the millennium. <laughs> be the all-time heist in college football. You're rooting for a Houdini Harbaugh. That's that's good to Who, hear. I love that nickname. You like that? Houdini Harbaugh. I like Jay Harbs personally, but that's his son. Jim Harbs. No, Jay Harbs is his yeah, yeah. Jim Harbs. Jay Har Jay is actually Whatever his son's Stallions name. calls him is what I want to call him. Jay Jay is actually Jim's son. Like he has a son named Jay. I'm aware. He's a coach. I know this. Yes, he's on. The, he's he's one of the closest buddies to Connor Stallings. That's what I'm saying. Jay Harbs and Jim Harbs. So I ask you, I want to know specifically from the Michigan fans, 989-837-6125. Do you want a contract extension with Jim Harbaugh or are you too ashamed and embarrassed of what he's brought to the program? Because it's a lot of smoke. I mean, you have a press conference on Monday. You'd think most of the questions would be directed about the games on Saturday, but they're just not. It's all about the allegations. It's all about the contract. No one cares about the game against Purdue this week because they know they're going to destroy the Boilermakers. And that right there is why I want him back. It's a good problem to have that you are not at all worried about the Saturday game, that there's bigger issues. It's not a good problem, I should say, but like the fact that you're not even concerned about this game on Saturday tells you the state of your program regardless of what allegations are going on or not. So 989-837-6125. Let's keep the conversation about the Lions rolling next. I'll even give you the best prop bets for the game on the payoff fueled by forward energy. Council. The payoff continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. All right, here's where we're at. It sounds like most people think the Lions are going to win, but it's going to be a little bit closer than people think. I think both John and I believe that. Sounds like based on all our texts, all our Facebook comments, that's kind of the consensus right now, which makes me think that's just exactly what's not going to happen because there's no rhyme <laughs> or reason for literally anything that happens in this league anymore. It's quite frustrating. Makes it really hard to bet on. That's why my picks weren't great this week. But I yeah, will say well. I have been very, very good at prop bets. So I decided to give you guys a little uh, treat, a pre-Halloween treat. So I'm Ooh. going to give you guys six different prop bets. John, you're going to tell me whether or not you disagree with me. I'm ready. Agree with Let's me. run through. Them. All right. First, Josh Reynolds, over 33 and a half yards. He's gone over on that every week besides week three. What do you think? Total? 33 like and a half. Yeah. Receiving yards. There we I go. I like it. Perfect. Uh, Gibbs, over 102 scrimmage yards. That's rushing yards plus receiving yards. You said you think Gibbs is going to have a big game on the ground. This kind of gives you some security now that the offensive line, uh, Frank Ragnow officially out over under 102 total yards. Is this the breakout game for him? The Gibbs game, baby. Perfect. Sam Laporta. I'm just going to keep hitting this every single week because I really do think Sam Laporta is one day going to turn himself into one of the best tight ends in the NFL. And eventually this line, it's probably going to be up closer to 70, 80. Over 40, 44 and a half yards. No explanation. All right. Lions. Uh, th- I, I did this way earlier in the day. Now I'm a little bit nervous, but sure. Whatever. Lions minus seven and a half. Oh, just seven and a half. Yeah, well, I up. bet it. So perfect. Ah. Uh, the fact that we agree on everything tells me none of this is going to hit Raiders. Haven't scored 20 points 
on offense and special teams. They scored a defensive safety that got him over 21 game this week uh, or, or one one game earlier this year, but their actual offense hasn't put up over 20 points this year against this Lions defense and this Lions rushing defense. I'm saying under 19 and a half total points. Nah. Ah, they're going to go know. over 20 for the I, first I can, time. I could see. I could see it being a little more uh, higher scoring with the Lions still covering. I teased this earlier in the show. Crosby, not to record a sack tonight, plus 124. Panay Sewell hasn't allowed a sack all year, and he's been playing right and left tackle. That's impressive. Crosby, not to record a sack. What do you think? There we go. All right. We got to get out of here a little bit earlier to go to the high school football rewind, but you can listen to the lions right here on sports radio. 100.9. The mitts go lions. Hopefully tomorrow we're cheer. Uh, we're rooting for, or we're talking about a lions win and the deadline. That'd be nice.